people of Earth, your planet has to be destroyed. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, the world's most trusted conspiracy theory podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Haidar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to an upbeat, good time and episode of Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Olivia Haidar. And that makes us your hosts. Olivia, how's it going? You know, it goes. It goes. It's been a it's been a gray week it's been here a, in L.A. It's been a gray week. It's been a while since we recorded. We intended to yeah. record this last week. Yep. And in between recordings, went out into the other room of the studio <laughs> and found sewage dripping from the ceiling. Ooh. Which, uh, oh, what a money pit that place has been. Good yeah. times. I, I really am glad that I did not taste it, which was my first impulse. Where I go out there and there's water dripping from the ceiling and onto electronic equipment. And so mm-hmm. we're both kind of suddenly very frantic here right and i'm like what is this is this even water maybe it's coolant because we've had several hvac issues at the studio and so i almost did and i'm not an expert in anything so i don't know why but i almost did the little put my finger in a thing and taste i did not yeah i'm glad you didn't do that yeah, I don't know. What, it ended up being sewage. I don't know what good option it could have been. It's not like it was going to be Sprite or something. It was going to be either Freon or water, I think. Well, Freon, you got to snort that, right? Yeah, exactly. If my understanding of using Freon as a drug is correct. Yeah, man, 100%. How desperate do you got to be? There's an R&B singer from the 90s. I know. Who died that yeah, way. Huffing. I remember that. Freon. Harsh. That was a whole scare when I was in school. For like a, for a few weeks. Yeah, I never got into it myself. Oh no! Huffing oh, the front didn't. Freon. Nah, you didn't ever huffed Freon. Mm-mm. No, just not my thing. You know? Yeah, me I know, neither. I know it makes me a bit of a square, but yeah, no, I, I just stick to weed. I wear the label proudly. So <laughs> we're talking about some stuff this yeah. week. Yeah, this is a Ooh. story I had never heard of. I don't want to. I don't want to spill the beans on where I found it, but I told you I found. <laughs> yeah. A pretty interesting resource for potential podcast topics in the future. And included in that resource was the highly suspicious 2012 death of an American man named Shane Todd. Yeah, I had not heard of this. His last name is misspelled. It's spelled with two Ds. Oh. Which... Oh, you mean just... In general, misspelled. Yeah, because at, like my middle name is Todd, and it's Todd with one D, <laughs> yeah. which makes it proper. Doesn't it mean something different if it's got two Ds? <laughs> it means death with one D. Right, I know that. So, yeah, I don't know what it means with two Ds. Why would I care? Maybe it means life. Could be. Which well, That uh, would be interesting. Oh, the irony there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is relatively recent news but it's also already on the verge of being forgotten forever yeah i mean it's 10 years old at this point so yeah but still i mean in the big scheme of things (laughs) sure yeah like in the geologic isn't our entire existence (laughs) 
just a blip on the radar. Yeah, no, less than less than a day in the in the geologic calendar. It's like we're not even here. So yeah, a lot of the background on this comes from an investigation done by the Financial Times, which mm-hmm. we'll link to. We'll link to all of the articles that we reference here, but that Financial Times article really lays everything out. It's very yeah. well done and very long. <laughs> it, it'll take you a morning. You, you know, you, you got to read it. Yeah. He was living in Singapore at the time he died, and he worked for a company called IME. Mm-hmm a.k.a. the Institute of Microelectronics. Yeah. Joined the company in December 2010, shortly after graduating college, and his stint with IME lasted for about 18 months, at which point he accepted a job with an American firm and was planning to move back to the U.S. On his last day of work, he had lunch at a steakhouse with several colleagues and then signed off for the day at 5.16 p.m. by sending an email that said, thanks for helping make my time at IME a memorable experience. I wish you all the best of luck in the future. Please keep in touch. And so after that, his girlfriend in Singapore, a woman named Shirley Sarmiento, who I believe is a nurse. I don't know why that matters, but I recall from the article she was a nurse. She expected to hear from him later that day, and she did not, and she didn't hear from him The next day. So then she went to his apartment, which Mm. what a patient girlfriend. She waited until Sunday. Yeah. Look, she gives him his space. That's nice. (laughs) Something to be said for that. That's for sure. Exactly. And so she finally on Sunday heads over to his apartment and she gets there. She finds the door unlocked and inside she finds Shane Todd hanging from a bathroom door. There's a chair on the floor, approximately five feet away from where his body was hanging And he was dead. Yeah. This happened one week before he was due to return to the United States. Singapore police ruled this a suicide right away, which means Mm -hmm. they didn't investigate. And I know it's a weird comparison, but that detail reminds me a lot of Kurt Cobain. Sure. Because that's the same thing. Like, at the time in Seattle, they had a law or a, a rule within the Seattle PD that if any regular ass beat cop determined that an incident was a suicide, they never sent any murder investigators or homicide Hmm. detectives, anything like that. So great. That kind of becomes the sticking point here, right? They immediately ruled it a suicide and never did any investigation. I mean, they eventually do an investigation. (laughs) Sure. Takes a while. And what the Singapore police end up telling Shane Todd's family is that he had drilled holes into his bathroom wall, bolted in a pulley, then slipped a black strap through the pulley, wrapped it around the toilet several times, and then tethered the strap to his neck and jumped from a chair. God, that's elaborate. It's very, like, they're, they're really saying he really wanted to kill himself. He was dedicated yeah. because he built some Rube Goldberg contraption. Yeah, so he had to, like, go out and buy stuff for this. Do they have, right. do they know where he got it? I wonder, mm. if, I wonder if that came up in the investigation. What investigation? Yeah, good oh. point, good point. Burn. <laughs> so upon receiving this news, Shane's parents, Mary and Rick, made their way to Singapore, along with Shane's two younger brothers, John and Dylan. Mm. Or maybe it's Dylon. I hope it's Dylon. I hope this I hope this family hope pronounces it Dylon. You hope the man's name is 
Dylon? Yeah, like the rapper from Making the Band. Of course. Of, of course. You get the uh, reference. Let's just move on. <laughs> of course, yes. Let's, let's move on. So when they were allowed to see Shane's apartment, they were shocked by what they did not find. Mm-hmm. For one thing, there were no holes in the bathroom wall. Yeah, that seems important. It seems, yeah, if if the police explanation is that he drilled holes in the wall to install an elaborate pulley system, where are those holes? And was the pulley still there? I'm assuming they would have taken that down, too. But yeah, it feels like the family would get the pulley. Yes, that actually becomes a big sticking point later also. Yeah, (laughs) there were no bolts. There were no screws. Right. The toilet was in a completely different location in the bathroom than they'd initially been told. Mm. And again, no crime scene tape, no dusting for fingerprints, nothing at all to indicate an investigation had happened. And so beyond the scene in the bathroom, Shane Todd's family and an investigation by the Financial Times both say his apartment just looked like someone in the middle of a move. Yeah. Boxes were packed. Laundry was being done. He wrote out price tags for his furniture that he was trying to sell. Mm-hmm. All this normal stuff. You and doing I, laundry. Yeah. Like you do before you kill yourself. And I know there's people who are going to say. Of course, there are always exceptions. Yes. And that I know it's not. There's no standard operating procedure no. for suicide, obviously. And I do accept that. But also people who would argue that have to accept that sometimes people just get murdered. <laughs> and sometimes people try to make it look like suicide or an accident when they yeah. do it. Look, we've all seen Michael Clayton. We know what happens. That movie's so good. It's one of the great American films <laughs> of the century. Rips. It's so, it's so good. It's amazing. <laughs> so one thing that was weird and that I still find weird, if the police are genuine in their opinion that this was a suicide, they seized all of his phones and computers. Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, sure, they did that so they could look for suicide notes. Right. But on the other hand, when they found those notes, they did not return those computers (laughs) or those phones. Right, right. They just gave the family and Shane's girlfriend printouts of these alleged suicide notes. Yeah, look, seems shady, I'm going to say. It sure as shit does. While they were at the apartment, some of Shane's friends dropped by. And one of the things that they all said, and this is also important later, especially when we talk about the suicide notes, Mm -hmm. is that he was very happy to be going back to the United States because he hated his fucking job that seemed to be everyone's overwhelming impression yes yeah his friends say that his girlfriend says it his mom talks about having conversations with him where he was uneasy about his job so if nothing else at the time of his death he definitely had something to look forward to Mm -hmm. which was getting out of singapore Another important detail. This is movie shit. This could be a movie. Probably. On the way out of Shane's apartment, his mom, Mary, notices a little device that she thinks is like a speaker or something. Mm -hmm. And she asks if it's maybe something the kids can use. And her husband is like, just throw it in the bag. We'll Mm -hmm. worry about it later. And they did that. They, they tossed it in the bag. They left. And that becomes really important because if you're wondering why someone would kill Shane Todd, the answer is on that device. 
his mom took with him. Yeah. Because it turns out it was not a speaker. It was an external hard drive. Mm -hmm. And it contained a backup of all his files from his work at IME. And it turns out shortly after being hired, he was put in charge of a five-man team focused on GAN devices, which are devices that run on a substance called gallium nitride. There is an explainer video in the article we'll link to, but Olivia, please, five minutes on gallium nitride and how it works. Uh, So gallium is a non-toxic liquid metal similar to mercury. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming nitride refers to some sort of nitrogen (laughs) compound, and that is the extent of my chemical knowledge. (laughs) Yeah, if anyone wants the really, really science-y explanation just watch the video but from what i can glean from it you know that thing where all our devices need silicon to run Mm -hmm. this is like silicon on steroids it can withstand more heat and just more abuse than regular silicon so it makes it you know valuable in developing technology both for civilian and military use yeah which seems to be the concern here. Shane was working on gallium nitride projects, and that's not anything scandalous. What's scandalous is who he was working on that project with. The hard drive his mom removed from his apartment showed he was working on a joint project between IME and America's absolute mortal enemy in the tech space, Huawei. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Huawei saga yeah I'm, I'm i'm broadly familiar i mean i don't have an intimate you know i don't know all of the details about everything but like i'm familiar with their phones i had a tv a huawei tv once wow spy much yeah Jeez. i do actually um <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh, the united states versus huawei would be an interesting episode in and of uh, yeah. itself i mean there's there's a lot going on there and it's still ongoing so yes yeah we basically kidnapped their CEO. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And that was weird. But yeah. One of the reasons we're so scared of Huawei is because we have our suspicions that they are directly tied to the Chinese government. Sure. And that their equipment, especially their 5G equipment, is going to be used to spy on us. Yeah. And at first it seemed like we were kind of alone in that. But now other countries are starting to get on board with that idea. Like I saw Portugal recently mm-hmm. has weighed maybe banning Huawei's 5G equipment. Yeah. I mean, I assume that there's probably some sort of connection there in the same way that there is a connection between the U.S. government and tech groups like Google and Apple. Like it's not like it, it, this is classic U.S. throwing stones in glass houses, in my opinion. Yeah, I for one thing, I'm pretty sure the reason we don't want China putting 5G equipment in our country is the same reason we don't want China running TikTok yeah. in our country. It's because we want to do the spying. Right. And like with TikTok, we want to do the mental experiments on our children <laughs> through our own social media apps. We don't want China coming here and doing that to our kids. And yeah, I don't doubt that there's some validity to what the U.S. Probably. says about Huawei. And even then, it could just be fucking, I've been beat over the head so hard with that propaganda. I mean, 
Maybe, but like, again, I really do think it's more just, it, it's probably true in the same way that it's true for the U.S. in yeah. so many ways. And so... Because Huawei is still huge. I looked it up. They're still the yeah. number three smartphone maker in the world. They're they're massive, man. Yeah. And here's the thing. Back when this story first started gaining steam in the U.S., the Huawei versus U.S. Mm-hmm. thing, that was my thought was, oh, well, I bet the U.S. government doesn't want that because they can't spy on me with that. So <laughs> I bought a Huawei phone. And Olivia, I fucking loved it. It was <laughs> one of my favorite phones I've ever had. You've definitely told me about your Huawei experience, and I I think it sounds great. I mean, you know, it's tough. We've kind of settled on a real, on a format for the smartphone. And as long as you're kind of hitting a lot of those boxes, you have a good time. That's why Android is so good. Yeah. And Huawei, it it felt like an iPhone, but it ran on Android. Yeah. Oh, it was not. And it was cheap as shit. I think I paid $299 (laughs) for it. Yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to right now. Just dropping in to let you know about a new podcast I'm hosting that I think you're going to like. It's called True Crime Sucks, and it's a podcast about the best and worst of true crime TV and documentaries. Each week, me and a rotating group of co-hosts and guests will cover a different true crime documentary or an episode of True Crime TV, and praise or criticize it accordingly. So don't worry, it's not just us saying your beloved true crime shows are all bad. In fact, we're kicking the show off with a bunch of episodes about some of the best and most influential true crime documentaries of all time. The first three episodes are available now on all the platforms. Just head to your favorite one and search for True Crime Sucks. Or go to unpops.co slash true crime sucks thanks we love you let's get back to the show so anyway the files on shane todd's hard drive showed he was working on a joint project between ime and huawei to develop an amplifier device powered by gallium nitride and again that sounds innocent enough but those devices have both civilian and military applications. So because he's working with Huawei, just by extension, our thought is going to be, oh, he's working with the Chinese government. Sure, or they're involved in some some capacity. Right. And so as part of their investigation, the Financial Times showed Shane Todd's files to a guy named Robert York, who was a professor of electrical and computer engineering at the University of California, Santa Barbara. And he said it would be, quote, unnerving but not surprising, end quote, if Huawei was working on gallium nitride technology and said that it could be used for a number of military applications, high-powered radar, electronic warfare, including signal jamming, and even potentially some weapons. Sure. The signal jamming thing is interesting. Yeah. Do you remember when the Navy's 7th Fleet which is like the most prestigious of the Navy fleets. We're having all of these issues with like mishaps during training and like accidents and shit. Mm-hmm. That, if I recall correctly, was blamed on signal jamming mm. by China. Yeah, I only vaguely remember that. I do. I, I, I kind of know what you're talking about, but I, can, I can't remember it very well. And this is all 2012. 
that we're right. we're talking about. And I believe the Seventh Fleet stuff was closer to like 2016, 2017. Hmm. So maybe China got it done. Maybe. Who knows? Shane's job was to find the necessary equipment to conduct this research. And he ends up going through a publicly traded company based in New York called Vico. He flew out to New York to work out the deal and learn up on their equipment. And according to people who knew him, he came back from this meeting very concerned. Mm -hmm. He talked to his mom around this time and said he was working with IME on a project with a Chinese company, did not name the company. They didn't find that out until they found this hard drive, that it was Huawei. And he said in the meetings, they would ask him really technical questions that would relate to like military type stuff. And he would answer them. And then everyone in the room would start speaking Mandarin. (laughs) He said it felt like they were intentionally trying to exclude him. Yeah. Probably. He told his mom he felt he was being asked to compromise American security. And somehow I still don't think the American government is the one who killed him. No, they would be lower on. They wouldn't be my top choice, probably. Right. But we'll get there. Yeah. He at this point was so concerned. He told his mom, I'm going to call you every week. And if you don't hear from me for a week, call the American embassy. Hmm. So he was stressed. He was was very stressed out, so much so that his mom said it turned him religious, (laughs) which is an interesting twist. Yeah. His girlfriend recalled him saying that, quote, there were things he had done that could get him in trouble with the U.S. government. But there's an interesting twist here in that the equipment he ends up buying from this Vico company required an export license from the U.S. Commerce Department. Mm. And they got that license. Right. So the U.S. at least knew a little bit about what he was doing and wasn't obviously that concerned. Sure. I mean, yeah, I have to imagine that. Yeah, that seems like they just knew. Yeah. But I don't know. And so if it was the U.S. government that was upset, it feels like that trouble would have come a little sooner than it did, because he was obviously on our radar. Granted, this is the U.S. government. like. (laughs) The only thing that works about it is like our bombs. Basically. Other than that, kind of a fucking nightmare. I don't know what kind of green screen font CRT terminal (laughs) keeping track of this shit on. Right. Within the depths of the U.S. government, but. It's printed out on dot matrix (laughs) paper. Yeah, could be that too. If I had to guess, I would say it was something that happened at that steakhouse. Goodbye lunch. Mm-hmm. did him in because yes, he did briefly see a psychiatrist in the weeks before his death. And that can point in the suicide explanation direction. Sure. But again, everyone says he was mostly just happy to be leaving. And then he gets some really good news at that going away party lunch with his coworkers. He mentions that he'd accepted a new job with a company called Nuvotronics. Hmm a U.S. research firm that works with the U.S. Defense Department and NASA. Now, if we're looking for motive for someone to kill Shane Todd, I think that's it. Yeah. Look, like, I don't want to victim blame, uh, but, like, maybe have, like, a buffer job between your defense contractor positions, (laughs) you know? Like, maybe, like, go work at, like, a a Big Lots or something. Yeah, Subway. Subway, uh, be a sandwich artist for a minute and then and then go on to the next contractor. Yeah, that was a risky choice. Yeah. And again, 
yeah, you don't want to victim blame, but also maybe no. just like and keep, keep that news, of, keep that news under wraps. Yeah. That. I'm obviously like, I, I would never suggest that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. But I do think that would be your motive. If yeah. another government was working on something that they didn't want the United States to know about, first of all, don't mm-hmm. work with a U.S. fucking scientist on it. <laughs> yeah. But also, this guy was really good. Like, he was, at one point, an article described him as a doctor of GAN devices. Like, he got a doctorate just in those, <laughs> which, that's got to be a limited talent pool to draw right. from. Well, maybe. I mean, if they're that useful, then maybe not. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, he lets everyone know he's about to go work for a U.S. company that works with Mm. the United States military. And if this was a foreign government working on this project for their military, I could see them wanting him killed so he didn't take what he learned back to the United States. Yeah. That might have been the plan the whole time. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because you would have to know he's going to go back. Yeah. So the next stop for the Todd family was the Singapore police, where they talked to a guy named Detective Muhammad Khaldun. And Hmm. he reiterated the police story about how Shane hung himself. And this is where they hand over the printouts of the suicide notes that they said were on Shane's computer. Because suicide is no time to leave a personal touch for the ones (laughs) you love. Yeah. You're going to want that to be really cold and unforgiving. Printed, typed. Comic Sans. Oh, oh, that would be very funny. (laughs) And so one was addressed to dear everyone and the other to dear mom and dad. And then there were three shorter notes for his girlfriend, his brothers and his friends, which that's that's a lot. Yeah. Putting a lot of thought into it. Shane's mom read the notes, then handed them back to the detective and said, my son might have killed himself, but he did not write this. Yeah. And that's always pretty damning evidence, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, for one thing, you know, if you're typing out a suicide note, that's sketchy in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think do you think in 2023, like conspirators will are using like chat GPT to make fake suicide notes for their victims? <laughs> They're like coming up with. It would be, this is what this would sound like. If not, they will be soon now that we yeah. put that out into the air. <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. Because <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's not the worst idea. You run enough of a person's writing and social media posts. Yeah, it's not the worst idea. It's close. <laughs> it's up there. It's, it's up, up there. there, but not quite the worst. Sorry. And one of those notes, and this is the part about him hating his job where, where that oh, yes. matters. This is great. One of the notes praised IME and its management and another apologized for being a burden to his family. Regarding that family thing, his mom was like, he's always been a great student. He left immediately to go to college. Yeah. Job right away. He's been the opposite of a burden like his whole life. Right. And then his girlfriend is the one who was like, he hated that job and he hated the management there. There is no way he would have thanked them in yeah. his suicide note. It's real. Did the management write this energy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, did his manager kill him? Like, was it a personal job? I would specifically request 
a promotion for my coworker. <laughs> yeah, we've got no idea who could have done this. <laughs> but they did ask that you get a promotion, so <laughs> here we are. So prior to having Shane buried in Pomona, California, his family asked the mortuary to take photographs of Shane's body, and they sent those to a pathologist, Dr. Edward Adelstein, chief of pathology at the Harry S. Truman Veterans Hospital in Missouri, which is how they say it there. That is how they say it. And he wrote up a report that suggested that the bruising on Shane's knuckles and hands should have been examined further to see if they were from a struggle with another person. And also that the marks on Shane's neck were more indicative of a quick death as opposed to suicide. His theory was that Shane did not hang to death, but was instead garroted to death by an attacker. Wouldn't those both take about the same amount of time? No, I don't think so. A garrot could crush your windpipe. Yeah, but isn't hanging technically supposed to also? But if, if if you're hanging yourself in the way that they're saying that he hung himself, which is like using his body weight to press down on his larynx from like some crazy Rube Goldberg device. Yeah. That would take a lot longer because that you're basically dying by asphyxiation. Yeah. I suppose. Uh, a garrot, a garrot can also sever arteries. Like there's all sorts of extra damage that a garrot does. You sure know a lot about how a garrot works. Yeah, I played uh, several Hitman games, and where, they are all. Where were you when John Benet Ramsey died? Uh, <laughs> I think I was in kindergarten. <laughs> so probably not you then. Okay. Probably, I mean, probably not. Look, I didn't have all my faculties back then. Yeah, it would be hard to remember. Hey, we would forgive you. <laughs> yeah, I was a kid. It was playful. Come on. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so they send this report to the Singapore police and they're like, get fucked. It was suicide. We don't care about <laughs> Those are, That's the exact words of the statement. That is too. a quote from the Singapore police. Nuts, huh? <laughs> And around the same time, they had that hard drive with Shane's work files on it examined mm-hmm. by a computer analyst who found that someone accessed the hard drive and files about the IME project after Shane's death, but before the family had possession of it. So someone was in his apartment after yeah. he died looking at his shit. And I think they later say it was the police, which I that mean, was my thought too, was is yeah. the police. But also, why would the police leave that there and take all his other shit. Yeah, that is strange. If someone looked over, I don't know why anyone, any conspirator would leave that hard drive if they had seen it and went through it. Yeah. I mean, maybe they just forgot. Wow. I mean, that happens. Like, I guess I watch enough true crime. I know there's crimes out there that have been solved because the person who did it left a checklist. Like something that would happen in HBO's Barry. (laughs) Exactly. Never seen, I've never seen Barry. I just know it's a, by the hit man it's good but i haven't kept up with it i'm a couple seasons behind anyway hey everybody this is adam host of the podcast you're listening to right now just wanted to drop in and let you know about another podcast of mine that you might want to check out it's called you don't even like this band each season Me and my co-hosts Andy Sell and Travis Clark do a deep dive into the antics and excesses of some of history's most divisive bands. We've got seasons about Korn, Limp Bizkit, Oasis, and Steve Earle 
already in the can waiting for you, and a new season about Fleetwood Mac in progress right now. And hey, I know you think you don't want to listen to a podcast about corn, for example, but trust me, you really do. It's good stuff. Check out You Don't Even Like This Band right now, wherever podcasts are found. Thanks. We love you. Let's get back to the show. So as a result of this, the family returns to Singapore to once again try to get someone to look into Shane's death. The first person they met at the U.S. Embassy essentially lectured them about the seriousness of accusing the Singapore police of being corrupt. Yeah. Cool vibes. Yeah. Thanks, man. But then another embassy representative shared some interesting news, which was that the FBI wanted to be involved into the investigation Mm. of Shane's death. And that offer was rejected by the Singapore police. So there's a whole lot of nothing to see here. Please stop asking energy coming from the Singapore police. Because why wouldn't you just let the FBI look into it? Yeah, why not? Well, I mean, look, I mean, what what do we know from police movies? They hate jurisdictional moves like that. I don't, I don't know. Fucking that's I, the police don't deserve the, that sort of benefit no. of the doubt. <laughs> no. And I mean, who is the closer ally with mm. Singapore, China or the United States? <laughs> Probably China, right? I'm asking, I, I don't to know. assume China. Yeah. I don't know enough about diplomacy in the world yeah. stage to know that for sure. But I know geographically where Singapore is. Yeah. It it just makes more sense that it would be um, heavily involved with China. Right. So I could see China going to them and being like, this was a suicide. Sure. Or maybe just good old fashioned money. And to be fair, I could see the United States doing that too. Yeah, I could also. Absolutely. They're not off the suspect list. No, no. They're just low. Yeah. I think (laughs) like, It really doesn't feel like some like an American job. It just doesn't feel like it, you know, but well, if nothing else, the United States would. Okay, see, here's what the United States would want you to think Mm -hmm. is that they would wait until he got back to the United States to do it. Oh, I guess. But that's just what they want you to think. So when it happens in Singapore, I hadn't even considered that they can be like, we would have waited for him to get back to the United States. Yeah, I don't think so, though. Now. it would prob- like, I don't, we don't really care about that. It's the same as that uh, sort of a myth about how if you owe a drug dealer even any amount of money, they're going to murder you. Sure. And it's like, no, it's more in their benefit to keep you alive as a drug yeah. addict. Like they would bench. rather have the money back. Yeah. They'd rather have the money and they'd rather continue selling you drugs. Exactly. In the future. If he was already coming our way, that's what I'm thinking. Bringing this work with him, there would be yeah. no point for the United States to kill him. It, yeah, it just doesn't really make any logical sense. I can't really get a read on a U.S. motive for this, other than we're evil as shit, and so we just might do it. Yeah. So the Todd family also met with IME representatives while they were there. Yeah. And that meeting sounds like it was really fucking intense. Yeah. IME refused to answer any questions. Mm -hmm. 
And at the end of the meeting, IME's lawyer was like, you are not to ask any more questions. You are not to call us. You are not to visit us. There is to be no more investigation. And they were like, out. Which, that feels suspect. A little bit, frankly. Like, especially when they're talking about a former employee. Like, what their employees. This is the thing. Like... We're talking about, you know, what could get the U.S. to do this, what could get China to get involved and do this. But a corporation, it's so easy to to slip into the, well, we can just kill him mindset. Right. You know, because everything comes down to profit margins in the end. Yeah. And you're right. It would like if maybe Huawei itself isn't maybe. involved with the Chinese government, but they still killed him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Huawei, maybe IME. Yeah. Any number of suspects yeah like a, for real the one of the suicide notes just feels like it was written by a manager at ime it's, yeah. it's crazy which what a weird step like yes oh i know what will make us look less suspicious yeah like why not be like i hate my job and that's why i, I want to die or whatever you know yeah. that may that would at least kind of make sense sorry uncle sam <laughs> anything anything would be better than what they came up with <laughs> yeah sorry uncle sam so against all odds this financial times article ends with what seems like is going to be good news after all the pressure the authorities in singapore finally gave in and informed the todd family that a coroner's inquest would be held to investigate the death of shane todd they also asked if in the name of aiding that investigation if the todd family would maybe consider returning that hard drive Mm. that they removed from his apartment which fucking lol would you kindly (laughs) (laughs) they did not return the hard drive they offered to send a copy of the contents and it's like they already have that i'm sure sure (laughs) so the coroner's inquest convenes in may 2013 Mm mm-hmm And by July 2013, concluded once again that Shane Todd died by his own hand. Things did not go well for the Todd family during this inquest. Yeah. For one thing, the medical examiner from Missouri, who concluded Shane was garroted, revised that position under questioning. Mm -hmm. He still maintained that Shane was probably killed, but just wasn't garroted. Sure. And even that position put him at odds with four other medical examiners who testified, two from the U.S. and two from Singapore. Here's the thing. That doesn't mean that much to me. Sure. Because one thing I know from watching a ton of true crime documentaries and TV shows is that no matter what side of a case you're on, you can find a scientist who will come to court and argue for your side of things. Absolutely. And not to mention the fact that all of these Experts are making their decisions based on photographs of a corpse, not from a physical examination. Right. And without any of the extenuating circumstances really taken into account. I doubt they were taking his employment situation into account, any of the national security stuff. Well, yeah. And also, not only was it a corpse, but it was like, weeks old by the time it was photographed right like and that's gonna make things look different and who knows yeah so the u.s embassy in singapore who i really don't trust no. as it turns out <laughs> not at all released a statement that said quote the inquiry into dr todd's death was comprehensive fair 
and transparent. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. Mission accomplished. Yeah, exactly. And so, meanwhile, the Todd family, they withdrew their support of the inquiry almost as soon as it started. Yeah. And were not present when the verdict was announced. This is a quote from Rick Todd. It was apparent that the state was only interested in proving suicide, and that was why we left. They never interviewed us, and it became obvious from the court that they never investigated the possibility of murder. Yeah. So, that's shady. Yeah, it makes sense. And against all odds, it's about to get shadier because the family continued looking into things on their own, but they hit a pretty big roadblock in mid-2014. For months, they'd been requesting two pieces of evidence, the noose and the towel that were found around Shane's neck when his body was discovered. Because, according to reports conducted during that coroner's inquest, both items contain the DNA of two unknown persons, which that's pretty important. Yeah. But because the ruling was suicide and they never did a murder investigation, they never tested that DNA to see who it belonged to, Mm -hmm. which seems like pretty important stuff in a case of this magnitude. So, of course, shortly after the coroner's inquiry ended, the Singapore police destroyed the noose and the towel both. And their argument was that it was standard operating procedure to yeah. destroy items associated with a suicide. It's it's standard operating procedure to destroy incriminating evidence for people who bribe us. <laughs> exactly. That's all it is. It's very standard. And they would have destroyed this at a time when there are court motions being filed back and forth right. over this. There's letters <laughs> being sent over yeah. it. There's a hubbub. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty big deal. And eventually they're just like, sorry, we burnt that shit. Whoops. Oh, no. Do you want us to send you a different one? We can send a different one. It'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, we got this, other, this news from this other guy we can send to you. We got this Singapore PD hand towel. We can send you one of those. We'll it's fashion It's just a like the one that we left on your son's body. <laughs> exactly. At one point during this back and forth, the Singapore government wanted the family to explain why they wanted the items back. And their lawyer was like, fuck you. Yeah. That is their property. His quote was, it's like justifying to a robber why you want your belongings returned. (laughs) Nevertheless, they destroyed that shit. Great. This is a quote from Mary Todd. Rick and I wanted the towel and the strap returned to us in order to do what the SPF should have done in the first place to test the DNA. We have ample evidence that our son was murdered, but the towel and strap were the only DNA evidence in Shane's case, and now they have been destroyed forever. So that's a bummer. Yeah. Big bummer. Especially when you take this next piece of info into account. As part of their own investigation, the Todd family had Shane's alleged suicide notes examined by two separate experts. One... Dr. Carol Chasky, executive director of the Institute for Linguistic Evidence in Delaware. Use code on POPs at checkout to save 15% <laughs> off your first semester. Wow. Sent the Todds an official assessment that said in part that, quote, the alleged suicide note is not a real suicide note. She said she would be willing to testify in court over those findings. Another expert, Dr. David Camp, a professor of criminal justice at Blackburn College in Illinois, wrote a 10-page analysis 
that concluded that the notes were, quote, not written by a person who was socialized in the same culture or with the same linguistic pattern, Hmm. end quote. But again, that was all like seven or eight years ago. Exactly. And it's seeming like that's probably where things are going to end. Yeah. In terms of the investigation into the death of Shane Todd. What do you think? Do you think he killed himself or do you think he was murdered? I think it's a tragic accident, you know? Mm, true. He tripped, tripped and hit his neck on a counter and... Right, got the strap yeah. and the towel wrapped around it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, it feels like, I don't know, I think IME probably did it. <laughs> it really, that's the vibe I kept getting. Yeah, yeah. IME is a good possible culprit, too, because yeah. he was going to be taking that shit to another company that's exactly. working in the same space. Yeah, It also seems like the time of his death is a little sketchy, like in terms Mm -hmm. of when exactly he died. I wonder if they kidnapped him first and then Mm -hmm. sent someone in to like see if he had Mm -hmm. downloaded those files, which he had. Yeah. But even then, maybe take that hard drive. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to say. It doesn't feel like he did it himself. No. Uh, Seems unlikely. But who knows? There is one more really interesting twist here, even though there is no real ending or resolution to this story. No. It seems like it mostly ends with Singapore destroying those last two pieces of evidence, but the family has not given up. Most recent development on their end is that Mary Todd ran for Congress in Montana (laughs) in 2022, which is where the family lives, with solving the mystery of her son's death as part of her platform you just don't get that one very often yeah in a political platform i want to solve my son's murder (laughs) but also i don't know we all grieve our own way but i found this sentence from the shane section of her campaign website a little odd she ran as a conservative should be not a surprise given this line quote we went to our government and met with officials in the obama administration and ultimately they did nothing end quote yeah and it's like i feel you mary but trump clearly didn't do anything either uh yeah i don't know that your son's death is a partisan issue (laughs) that's the thing that's really weird about it to me yeah definitely thoughts and prayers yeah absolutely i feel terrible that this happened to them yeah we're covering your son's death for a reason yeah which is i believe you mary i believe he was murdered but also did you even ask trump (laughs) if so what did he say he doesn't even know where montana is no no absolutely not he would probably point at wyoming (laughs) i mean i might too (laughs) come on can't promise anything montana's got the little little round part oh sure 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 so yeah the death of shane todd is still officially ruled a suicide yeah even though Trump tried to get the deep state to say otherwise. Well, he didn't try hard enough. Obviously not. And did she, her campaign, her congressional campaign didn't go anywhere. No, she lost. She didn't. She came in third (laughs) in the primary, I think. Ouch. I guess help me solve my child's murder. Isn't as (laughs) universal of a platform as she might've thought. 
I really am sorry about like I'm not trying to make fun of her kid getting murdered, but no, doing, you promoting it like that is it's just a kind of weird funny. thing to politicize in yeah. that way. It's a funny grieving process. Yeah, and it's again, I would be all on your side if you just left it at I went to my government and they didn't do yeah. anything because again, Trump clearly didn't do anything either. Absolutely not. Which does kind of make it seem like she's politicizing her son's death in a very needless way. Yeah, it feels it feels exploitative. But hey, she went through some shit. Yeah. Who can blame her? And I think that's our episode, right? I think so. We did it. We did. Um, On the next episode, I don't know what we're talking about. Who knows? We'll figure it out. But it's uh, a surprise. Yeah, it'll be a bonus episode for all you subscribers. Which, uh, just a reminder, as always, if you do want to subscribe, you can go to patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.com, or right there in your Spotify app. And you can get bonus episodes all the time. All of the time. Also, you should listen to Going Back, our Lost Rewatch podcast. Yes. Which is out on the streets now. Which is now a from rewatch podcast for some bonus episodes while while we're doing the bone con and those bonus episodes Uh, are also available. If you are a conspiracy subscriber, did you catch up on season two yet? Not yet. I've been really busy dealing with dripping sewage from my (laughs) studio ceiling, but the new episode was interesting. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what's going on. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to watch it. (laughs) So yeah, check that out. Olivia, do you have anything to plug? Nope. All right. Let's get out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.